All right, should we get the rolling? Sure. <clears throat> dance, monkey, dance. Welcome to this week's episode of Dance Monkey Dance. I'm Chris. Hi, John. How you doing, John? Uh, recovering from a very busy week. Yeah. How's how's the hellscape that is Florida now? <clears throat> oh, you mean the one where they sign abortion bills in the middle of the night? Yeah, and make it make it a, uh, I guess, a death penalty worthy offense for quote unquote hurting kids. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, so so if everything's on the up and up, then they're going to start executing Catholic priests, right? Yeah, right. Of course not. I mean, they're hurting Nor are they going to start executing these these pedophile Republicans. No. So, because they yeah, they'd, they'd have to fucking start turning on their own. So, it'd be interesting to see what happens with Florida. Your dumbass fucking actually runs for president. You know, he'd have to he'd have to abandon his job. Right. And I thought there was something in place that said that you have to finish out your term in order to run for another office. So but he'll probably have his cronies just fucking change that. Oh, of course, because that's the way it is. Yep. America. Oh, you're not Republican or white or straight or Christian? Okay, well, you got to go. <laughs> I don't see many shootings at the drag shows. All I'm saying. Uh, no, you don't. Every time you hear about a guy molesting a, some kid somewhere, it's, a, it's not a drag queen. Some Republican uh, no. lawmaker somewhere. Uh, speaking of drag queens, have you seen <laughs> the uh, the AI art that's been going around of the Republicans of the Republicans? Yes, yes, I yes. have. I have. <laughs> Those are brilliant. It, Those are brilliant. If anybody hasn't seen them, they should look them up. It's pretty good. Yes, AI art is sucks because it's going to destroy the art industry, but it can come up with some really clever things. Yeah, it's just not really original. <laughs> no, no, and that's the thing. They're just going to base it off of everybody else. Right. I right. mean, I mean, there are no original ideas anymore, apparently, so maybe this yeah. was the next logical step. Who knows? So I have to tell you about my awful week. Oh, no. <laughs> I thought you had the house to yourself. I did, and that's what really sucks about this. Uh-oh. So my plans were were very ambitious. Okay. And so it started out Easter night. 
I was going to change out one of the toilets in the house. It had had a crack in the bowl and the porcelain. So I bought a new toilet and I was like, there's going to be no interruptions. I can change this out. And I got one side off uh, of the of the two bolts that keep it on the ground without a problem. And then the other one was um, rusted all the way down. Mm. And so I tried everything. I tried hacksaws. I tried um, oscillating tools. I tried a rotary tool. Couldn't couldn't figure out how to get it the fuck off. So I was finally like, well, I'm going to throw the toilet out anyway. I'm just going to hit it with a hammer. Oh, no. In that section. So... <clears throat> put on my safety goggles and my my um, my gloves and get my hammer and oh I gosh. whack it three times and it breaks and I'm like awesome it worked and then I took my gloves off and reached down to go get the porcelain at which point I cut the tip of my finger off oh ouch yes I went from that worked really well to why is there so much blood in my hand <laughs> so wrap it up take a look at it the flap of skin is still on oh that's good it's just you know flopping around and there's blood pouring out of it so i wash it off and i and i'm like well i'm not going to do anything with it now because now i got to go take care of my hand right so next day i finally get it changed out and everything's good on tuesday um i I need to run out of the studio during the work day to kind of I don't know if I was going to the bathroom or I was going to go get something to eat whatever but so to get out of the studio because it's the room over the garage you go up four steps and like if you were to turn right right out or turn left right out the door you go down the steps to the first floor and so at the top of the stairs there is a half wall to keep people from falling down the stairs well, I come out the door, a door that I've come out thousands of times before, and I firmly plant my left foot into that wall. All my weight, all of my speed just crashes into this wall, and I wound up breaking three toes. What? Yes. Oh, my God. So, so now I'm limping around. I can't use my left hand because I've hurt it. Can't really walk on my left foot. So I just spent the rest of the week just kind of sitting with my uh-huh. foot up because I figured I would kill myself if I tried anything else. Oh, my God. But that was how my week started. So did your toes get set or? No, they don't really do anything for broken toes. You just tape them together. Okay. You just tape them together. Yeah. yeah. I wasn't going to go to the hospital for a couple broken toes. <laughs> Until the gangrene sets in. Well, I didn't, you know, then they can just chop them off at that point. Fuck them. <clears throat> Who needs toes? I mean, look at what they did for me. <laughs> All they did was piss me off. Oh, wow. So, yeah, that was that was my week. I, I massively hurt myself in several ways. Still don't really know why I took the safety gloves off. When I went to reach for the porcelain, I don't know if I uh-huh. thought that maybe porcelain wasn't sharp. You know, I cut like 
so I had called my dad for advice because I didn't know what to do with this fucking bolt. Right. And so finally, after I cut the tip of my finger off, I called him back and I said, hey, you're going to appreciate this. I said, I just cut the tip of my finger off. And he asked me how, and I told him, and he goes, why weren't you wearing gloves? I said, I was. And then I took them off. Oh, and then God. he was like, oh. So I think I, w- I disappointed him a bit. But, I mean, what else is new? I've disappointed him <laughs> a lot in my life. <laughs> so, yeah. Wow. Well, I hope this week goes better for you. <laughs> well, this time, if I fall down the stairs, at least people are back in the house to, you know, pick to me step up. step over and, you? And, yeah, well, pro- probably. You can drag me outside and just, like roll me down the curb or whatever <laughs> but yeah it was it was a fucked up week wow yeah I'm sorry it's alright what are you gonna do curl up in a ball and cry <laughs> uh, I guess I guess I could have done that Just it just seemed better to carry on well, that's a good attitude. Yeah. What only hurts you just makes you stronger. <laughs> just remember that. Okay. <clears throat> Shouldn't it be what doesn't kill you makes you stronger? Well, that too. Oh. But I didn't think you would die from like cutting your finger off. You don't know that. I might have bled out. What if it didn't mm-hmm. stop? Mm-hmm. What if I had planted my foot into that wall and then rolled down the stairs and broken my neck? <clears throat> how how did you plant your foot in the wall? Did you overstep? I don't know. Like I said, I've been out that door thousands of times since living in this house. Wow. And I've never hit it before. And I guess I was just not square to the door. Right. Coming out and just planted it and like saw stars and dropped to my knees. And I was really scared because it was one of those things like it, it hurt a lot. And I was like, if I look at my toes and they're like all pointing the wrong way, <laughs> I'm going to have a problem. And they, it just like hurts a lot. Yeah. You know, and they got a little black and blue and. Oh, poor thing. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it happens. Is what it is. So I know you've been busy, but did you watch any TV this week? I did. Yeah. I did. So, uh, so Picard. Uh huh. Oh my God. So I know I said a couple of weeks ago that it was my favorite week of sci fi television. Mm -hmm. That has been surpassed by this week. Mm hmm. Um, Picard with two episodes to go and this being the penultimate episode just destroyed any expectations I have of what a season three of Picard could be. There was action. There was, um, there was risk. There was like, there was a chance that like, like people were going to die and like some people did. Right. Um, you know, there was tension building up through this there. It, there, it had it all. And, um, 
culminating with one of probably the best moments of Star Trek history since the original, since the next generation aired. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're going to spoil it because if you haven't watched it by now, it's all over the internet. Like one of the things that really pisses me off is if you don't really watch this in the first day and you wind up on like YouTube, you're going to get spoiled by fucking thumbnails. But they wind up Starfleet has been overtaken by the Borg, which I don't know if I had the Borg on my bingo card. Um, but so they've done this thing where they've been infecting people through the transporter Mm -hmm. and, um, what it actually turns out is that, uh, Picard never had aromatic syndrome. It was like nanites from the Borg that were taking over this section. Right. And the reason that the changelings had taken his body was to get those so that they could put it into the transporter and infect everybody under the age of 25, which is extremely convenient that our entire cast is over that. (laughs) By a bit. By, By quite a bit. And so in an effort to flee, they take a shuttlecraft and wind up back at the fleet museum where they find out that Jordy has been restoring the Enterprise D mm-hmm. and wind up on I, I, I guess I had seen a video with Will Wheaton and um, um, guy that plays Riker Jonathan Frakes uh, like the most accurate um, reproduction of the Enterprise D bridge that there's ever been um, the it's even better than the original because of all the technology that they have now um, and they the, the last shot of this is them leaving space dock in order to go I guess save Starfleet in a non-connected starship right um, I had had a guess when they originally went to the fleet museum that they were going to take one of those ships. Uh-huh. Um, being <clears throat> the, the last time you saw the Enterprise D, it was in pieces on Viridian 3. I never expected it was going to be the D. And there's even there's even a joke in there about the Enterprise E that they can't use that, and then they look at Worf and he says, that wasn't my fault. <laughs> so something's happened in the past that we're not privy to. Right. Um, but it was a fantastic episode. I mean, seeing them all back on the bridge of the Enterprise D. I mean, I don't know what your first Star Trek was. Next Generation was mine, so I always have a special place in my heart for the D. Mm-hmm. The Enterprise D. Wait, let me let me back that up. <laughs> <clears throat> so, um, seeing it again and seeing that they went and reconstructed the bridge with every switch and every every little blinking light and it just makes me wonder if they have bigger plans for that bridge set because they built it right and that's an awful lot to build for two episodes well there's awful lot of speculation that there's going to be a a next gen reboot of some sort well I don't know My my one 
nitpick of the episode. Mm-hmm. Um, I watched. I, I've watched every episode of the Next Generation countless times. M- my, and like I said, this is a nitpick to an, an otherwise fantastic episode. Picard giving Data the order to set course for Earth was wrong. He should have been given that to Jordy because Jordy's sitting in the con position. Right. Data's sitting in the science position. So when he turns to Data and says, set a course for Earth, warp, whatever, that should have been to Jordy. And I, That is very nitpicky. I, I, I know. But if we're going to be consistent about the bridge of the Enterprise, then it should all work the way it did. I'm just saying. All right, whatever. I know I'm a nerd, <laughs> and I know that's nitpicking, and I'm sorry. Okay, so answer this for me. Uh-huh. So, the Borg Queen was voiced by Alice Creek. Yes. Is this the original Borg Queen and not the one that, um, what's her name became in season two? So there was there was an interesting, weird conversation that happens on the bridge of the Titan. Uh, maybe it's not the bridge. Maybe it's it's on the Titan. I don't know where it is on the Titan. But Beverly makes the comment that the Borg have not been heard from in ten years. Right. There was. All of the shit last season with Girardi. Right. Who becomes the Borg Queen. And in season one, there are Borg on the ship. The right. the derelict ship. Right. So I'm not sure if they have said continuity backwards doesn't count. I don't know if they're retconning shit. Because they're keeping some stuff. Right. But they are retconning others. Now, how many years passed between season two and season three? It can't be that many. Not ten? I don't I don't believe so. Hmm. That was the only thing that confused me about this whole episode. It's like I wonder okay. if we can figure that out. have the technology season three um not the release schedule uh okay so this is the year 2401 in season three okay Trek card season two. two. Okay, so that's that. That's also saying twenty four oh one. So less than a year has gone by. Hmm. Okay. Um. Maybe Beverly isn't aware of. Girardi's board queen possibly but you'd think that Picard would have been like but we know the Borg now right 
so Picard season one is twenty three ninety nine. So there's a two year gap in universe between one and two, and then two and three are the same year technically. I guess. Okay. According to Wikipedia, Wikipedia might be wrong though. Right. So, yeah, yeah, they're okay. So they're saying about a year after. So it's at the very tail end of twenty four oh one. Hmm. Okay. I'm wondering whether each season of Picard is a different timeline. Oh, there you go. It would explain why the Alice Creek board queen is back. Yeah. It would fill in the gaps of like, Hey season, like we haven't heard from the Borg in 10 years. (laughs) And it would also explain why the Rikers Seems very happy in season one and not in season three. Hmm. Okay. I don't know. Somebody, somebody online was like, I swear to God, if at the end of this next episode, if somebody says computer and program and it's been a fucking uh, <laughs> holodeck program, I'm going to be pissed. And it would be awesome if the person who ends the program is Patrick Duffy. <laughs> Well, you know who it should be. It needs to be Scott Bakula. Oh, because Riker was the guy who says that at the at the last one for uh, Enterprise. Right. So since Scott Bakula was the captain on Enterprise, I think it'd be fitting like if somehow like he's in the future or like there's some kind of program where he's watching of like what Starfleet could become. Hmm. Or he time jumped into somebody's body. Or that, yeah. Let's totally mess with people. (laughs) (laughs) If only what's-his-name hadn't died, the guy that played... um, Dean Stockwell? Yeah, Dean Stockwell. I do, like... The one thing that I am kind of upset about is that they saved the Enterprise D for the second-to-last episode. Right. In like the very end, I would have been. It would have been much cooler if like this had been like episode three or four, and like, you know, you, in the first episode you meet Jack and he's being chased, and all of that ends within like the first couple of episodes, right? And they find out real quick what's going on with Jack, and that like the season is them rescuing him from the Borg for five episodes instead of like, Hey, we're going to do this in like the last hour. I mean, they've, they've certainly must have a plan, but to actually introduce this so late is just kind of mind blowing. Yeah. I mean, 
they've spent a lot of money on this season. Mm-hmm. Um, they've built new sets. They've rebuilt old sets. Um, you know, the Titan had a bunch of different areas. Um, they had a they had a set for what was the bad guy ship's name? The Shriek, the Shrike, the Shriek, the Shrike, the Shrike. Um, so they had you know they had that going. Um, it, this wasn't a cheap season for them, right? And I'm really like, it would be nice for them to come out and be like, hey, we're just gonna have a, a season where they're just out and about on the Enterprise D. I don't think that's going to happen, but you know, being that the cast can't say anything, right? You know, whenever you see a um, an interview and they're like, "Oh yeah, this is the last time I'm going to play this character," and it's like, "But is it?" Right, right. I don't know. I'm. I'm I had, I had also read something too recently that talked about the two part finale was going to play in movie theaters. Mm. And I'm wondering whether or not that means the last two episodes or is the last episode over an hour long? Cause I don't see anything online about the length of the last one. Right. <clears throat> well, I mean, it, it's, it's going to air pretty soon. You would think yeah. that they would have, made a big deal about this yeah I don't know uh, I hope Paramount's pay- paying attention though I hope they see what the, the internet buzz is and <coughs> hopefully they'll they'll take some notes I know they don't want to do as much Star Trek because it's expensive but right you know if the if the old cast is willing to do it why not sure But if you watch the ready room, like they they took Will Wheaton over to the the Enterprise D set, and and like he had like flashbacks of being on that set and stuff. It was pretty cool to watch since he's like hmm. one of the only ones not participating this season. Yeah, unless huh. he shows up in the finale as, as a, a watcher. As the watcher. Or, well, if he shows up as a different character, then we know that these are independent timelines each season. Yeah, I mean, and there's a case to be made for that anyway, because in the last movie, uh, Wesley was at Troy and Riker's wedding. Right. In a Starfleet uniform. So, you know, who knows what timeline this is? Or I mean, we know that there's been shifts in the timeline, so I don't know. So yeah, I'm, um, we're not going to get to talk about the finale though, because you're not. Why? Gonna, because you're not going to be here next week. You're not going to wait for me. No. Oh. <clears throat> Fine, be that way. We'll have to talk about it when you get back eventually. <clears throat> if you come back. It'll be old news. That's right. <laughs> if I come back. Another show we're not going to get to discuss the finale of is Mandalorian. That's right. 
And what did you think of this week's Mandalorian? <clears throat> when I saw Grogu <laughs> in IG... He's now 12. 12? Uh-huh. Okay, yeah, IG 12. The only thing that came to my mind was Kang. Yeah, I could see that. And I, I mean, I, it was very funny. He's, you know, hitting the no button. Yep. I thought it was very funny, but it's like, but what is the purpose of this? I think Disney wants to sell toys. That's exactly what it is. That's I, exactly what it is. I, I don't think it lasts for very long, but I think you'll see Grogu <laughs> inside IG 12 merchandise pop up very shortly. Oh, Definitely. Definitely, um, I I mean it was it was very good comic relief. I mean the show kept swinging back and forth for me. Okay, that it's like you had like that silliness, and the first thing I thought about is like, so did Tyker direct this episode? And it wasn't. Nope. So, I mean the 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 ending of it was painful. Well, I mean, it's that it's the classic, um, and they've done this in past seasons too. Like, there's a there's an overwhelming amount of odds that the heroes need to get through, right? In the finale, you know, last season it was Grogu was captured by Gideon, and Mando had to go get him, and they had to break onto the onto the light cruiser in order to go get them. Right. And in this one, it's the Mandalorians have kind of been defeated. Um, heavy Mandalorian is dead. Uh, Mando's been captured. They're going to have to, there's, so the title of this was spies and there is a lot of debate on the plural meaning of that. Mm hmm. Um, and that we only saw really one spy and that was in the beginning. And that's the chick that's that like fried, um, Pershing Pershing. So, yep. Who's the other spy? Um, well, there's speculation that it's the armorer. I don't think so though. No. I mean, I, I think the horned helmets that everybody's being like, look, they're in cahoots. I don't think that that means anything. Mm, okay. I I personally think that the armorer was part of the uh, Maldalorian part when when Darth Maul was in charge of Mandalore. Mm. Um, and I think that Gideon, knowing the history and the last non-Mandalorian to rule Mandalore, was Maul. That he's taking his cues on his suit from that. Right. Um, my, my thought is either it's the surviving, um, Mandalorians that were on the surface in like okay. a big pirate ship. Yep. Because armor took a bunch of them up to the fleet. Mm-hmm. So now you would have the Mandalorians on the ground having to deal with the super commandos and Gideon and a, an assault up there by those Mandalorians. Um, mm. It's either them or Axe Wolves. 
Really? Because he didn't stick around. He was the one that flew out to go get reinforcements. Yeah. But he never came back. So, you know, the the one reason I really think it's the survivors is because they were on Mandalore. Mm hmm. And they you telling me like for all those years, they didn't know. They knew where the, the forge was. Right. So they had gone there and never seen the base. Well, and if Gideon has been mining Mandalore, mm-hmm. you wouldn't he have found them? That's what I would think, and I think especially with them flying in that big sand barge kind of thing, right? And so I think that they were working for him. You can continue mm-hmm. to live here. I'll call on you when I need you. Um. Because they've tried to make Moff Gideon very much like Thrawn. Right. Who we got another name drop for this this week. Um, you know, he's very calculating and he always seems to be one step ahead. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, I can even see Thrawn Gideon going head to head when Thrawn returns. Mm. You know, for leadership of whatever's left of the Empire. Right. You know, because they have they like they they brought the Shadow Council into canon and like the remnants that are really working together and have all of these supplies and ships and stuff that they can send back and forth to each other. Right. Which makes me a little sad for season one of The Mandalorian when we're we're reintroduced to the Empire through Werner Herzog his um, his troops were all like beaten up and right. dirty and had this like they all looked really skinny in their outfits like you know they they're just surviving right and now we're back to full armored shiny super commandos so I, I know that like they probably didn't have this planned out when they wrote the first season but I kind of miss that. I kind of miss the remnant idea. Yeah. Um, but I guess there are also, there's speculation. There's a lot of speculation on if we're going to see Boba Fett next week. Oh, really? Somebody actually <clears throat> counted the ships that leave Navarro as opposed to the ships that arrive at Mandalore. And okay. <laughs> there are missing ships. Hmm. And so if they've gone out to all the, the, you know, corners of the galaxy where they know they were Mandalorians, does he show up to help? Interesting. Um, and the director, and I can't, I can't, Rick, Rick. Fu, Fujiyama something. That guy. Yeah, him. Um, he had, he had said that these last two episodes wrap up a bunch of different threads from Mandalorian and Book of Boba Fett. Okay. So we haven't really seen anything that happened in Book of Boba Fett unless he's talking about the Mandalorian episodes and those were already kind of tied up. Right. So I don't, I'm not really sure. But, you know, for, for a season that a lot of people felt dragged its feet at times. Mm-hmm. And there were a lot of side quests and 
you know, things going on. But I think that that, that episode was fucking amazing. It was. It was. I mean, the whole ambush was just so well done yep. and so shocking. Um, I I half expected in the scene where Gideon was walking through the ship by the by the the tanks of stuff uh-huh. to see like the Snoke clones in there. <coughs> you know, different deformed versions. <coughs> well, I don't think. The way that they made it sound was that he's not he's not part of that. He's not part of the 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 clone for the Snoke Emperor thing. He's not part of that project to bring the emperor back to life. Well, I think that's what the original guys was, but when he's talking to the Mandalorians when he's like evil monologuing to them. Right. He talks about like taking the best of each each group of people and he's like Mandalorians Jedi um, and so I think the clones that he's doing are the guys that are in the super commando suits hmm okay like I wouldn't be surprised if one of them gets their helmet knocked off and it's a familiar face like it's Gideon in all the suits oh because he makes that he makes that comment of like um, we've improved it. It's got me in it now. Interesting. So I'm wondering if like he has combined um, what they took from Grogu with him and the Mandalorian armor and is like, I'm now unstoppable. So, wow. you know, if Thrawn ever shows up, I'm just going to wipe the fucking floor with him. And we know Thrawn's coming, so... I wouldn't be surprised if if Gideon popped up in a different show somewhere. Sure. I mean, we're really not expecting Thrawn to show up before the end of this season. He's 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 going to be in Ahsoka. Yeah, I I would very unless it's a tease at the very end of the credits or something. Oh, hmm. You know, okay. just as a, a way to build momentum. Yeah. Or even if they showed the trailer for Ahsoka that, that they didn't release to the public. Right. That's got Thrawn in it just as a as a way to like get people hyped for Ahsoka. Yeah. But I had honestly thought too that like there was a good chance that Mando was not gonna survive this. Right. Like when he gets cut off and then they tie him up and they take all of his stuff. I first I was expecting uh, Gideon to remove his helmet. And like knowing because Gideon knows all about the covert. So like. Right. Pretty much humiliating him in front of the other Mandalorians. You know, I could see him definitely doing that. Um and it'd be nice to have Pedro in the suit at least one time this season. <laughs> Does he even have to show up on set? No. Nope. The the two just, other guys he just do skypes it. in. Yep. And all he does is record the voice, and he gets all the accolades for it. I think that's why they started naming the two guys in the end credits. Yeah. Because they're doing all of the heavy lifting. Oh yeah. 
I mean, all they have to do is punch Mando in the throat one time, and then like he sounds different, and it could just be anybody else. Mm-hmm. And then it's not Pedro anymore. But I mean, think of the paycheck that Pedro gets for the Mandalorian just to voice it. Sure. I wonder. Pedro. Pascal. Mandalorian pay. Um. Well, okay. Variety is reporting that he makes six hundred thousand an episode, but that can't be right because that's for Last of Us. Hmm. Um. So, according to this article in Comic Book Review, Disney wanted to pay Pedro Pascal as a voice actor. Really? Yeah. Well, I could see that. I mean, if you're not going to take the helmet off. Right. If if he's just going to be a faceless voice... I can kind of understand why they'd want to do that. Sure. Give and like give the the actors that are actually in the suit, you know, some more money since they're in it all the time. And, you know, give Pedro a bump when he's actually in the suit. Right. Yeah. (laughs) It doesn't say how much Disney pays for voiceover, but. It's peanuts. Yeah, it's probably scale. Yeah. Which is nothing. <clears throat> I mean, he only has only has an estimated net worth of ten million dollars. Well, I mean, honestly, what is he doing besides Mandalorian and Last of Us? <laughs> And the Mario movie. <laughs> um, well, I mean, I think... I thought he was he was filming a couple of other things. He yeah. does a lot of stage work, too. When he's okay. not, when he's not like, on set, he's, like, in plays and stuff. Because I remember them saying the reason he wasn't in the suit a lot for season one was because he was in a play and he couldn't get time away and all they could do was like record his voice okay but he's also doing like I just saw him in a commercial for like a mobile game like for I forget what it's called Merge Mansion or something oh really they did a live action like commercial for it and he starred in it and I was like, okay, sure. Why well, not? there was that one with Kathy Bates, too. Yeah, so I guess they must just back up the money truck and be like, here you go. <laughs> I mean, good for him. I mean, he's the, what, did you say he's the most popular star on the planet right now? Pedro? Yeah. Really? Yeah, you don't <coughs> you don't think that he's like the 
the it boy for right now? Mm, no. No? Who do you think is bigger? Uh, than Pedro? Yeah, like popularity-wise. I mean, you can't really swing a dead cat without, you know, hitting a Pedro fan right now. Eh, I guess. He's like the internet daddy, or whatever they call him. <laughs> I mean, he did Wonder Woman 1984, so that he has done missteps. Oh, right. <coughs> but, like, the... Did you ever see The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent? With him and um, Nick Cage? No. Oh, it's a really good movie. Is it? Yeah. He does a lot of short films, too. We could probably get him in one of ours. Well, there you go. Jin Jaren is... Din Jaren is the last starfighter? <laughs> there you go. So in preparation for Ahsoka, I did go back and rewatch Rebels. Okay. Because I hadn't seen it since it finished, and so I figured I'd go back and, like, since most of them are going to be in it. Right. <coughs> I figured what the hell. And I forgot how much I enjoyed that series. It's very consistent. Yes. Like, once it's you once you get out of the first, like, season the other three are like very well done. Mm -hmm. Like it goes from, Hey, we need to steal those speeders from the empire to overthrowing the empire on Lethal. Right. And so like the stakes ratchet up. The only thing that real still gets me is when they changed Ezra's hair. Yeah. To the bowl thing. Mm -hmm. And it's like, did you do that? Cause it was easier to animate. But if you look at it, it's like, which way does the hair comb? It's very off-putting. It's very strange. I know another nitpick for nothing. <laughs> uh, yeah. <clears throat> I can't help it. What else have you watched this week? Um, I watched... The next episode of Grease. Okay, so did I. Okay, I caught up. Okay, what'd you think of it? Um, some of the songs feel really out of place and really 1980 MTV. Yes. The one where she's singing in the hallway of the school, and it, there's like all these papers flying around her. Yep. Seemed very much to be one of those tropes. Um, I did like the fact that they introduced Rizzo and Frenchie, but you know, they're not going to be a big part of this. Right. It's to let you I, know that they're there. Right. It was kind of cool. Um, it's a little bit more diverse than the original movie. Uh, yes. Like the fact that Frenchie and her sister are like half Puerto Rican, half Italian. Right. And that like the other family that the, the main guy that's like the main T-bird. Mm -hmm. 
is Puerto Rican as well, and his sister, right. who's a pink lady. Yep. And it's like, you know, it's 50s. I guess Rydell is in California, right? Yes. Is that supposed to be California? Yes. Was 1950s California that diverse in the school system? Uh, no. Yeah, Did I mean... Did you see Saved by the Bell? <laughs> I try not to if I can help. There was it. the one Latino kid. Right. And so like this is a school full of like and I understand why they're doing it. They're being inclusive. Sure. But like it's a little weird when the when the whole first movie was nothing but white people. Mm-hmm. And then you get to this Rydell and it's like, you know, half of the half of the school is black, half of the or you know, part of the school's Latino. It's very West Side story. Kinda, yeah. You know, the very, very white kid and the half Puerto Rican. Right. And then he goes back to the, you know, the blonde cheerleader. Yeah. Yep. And they're like the they're like the bad guys in this. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting. I mean, they're really going heavy on the nostalgia part. Yeah. And. So did you did you get the the whole thing of um I think it's in the first episode I don't see I don't know any other names the main girl mm-hmm. with the glasses the one Mirabelle? the one whose reputation is ruined who they decide to become the pink ladies Mhm Frenchie's sister whatever the fuck her name is yes. um th- they show her room but they show it from an angle where you don't realize that it's Frenchie's room from Greece. Right. Right. Until they do the other song at the, I think it's the end of the first episode. And like all of a sudden the camera lines up with, um, look at me, I'm Sandra D mm-hmm. and it's like, holy shit that, okay, that's the same room. Right. So like they're trying to like, you know, not really get you into, the idea that she might be Frenchie's sister. Mm-hmm. Like there's this whole thing that goes on. That's, that's interesting. Um, I just, I don't know if you need a song every five minutes. Yeah. One or two in a, in an episode. It's fine. But they're, just although I re- I really did like the, the song with all the dead guys, all the dead white guys at the country club. You didn't think that was too much. Oh, I thought it was hilarious. Like the dead guys. Yes, it was very much too much. (laughs) Very much. But it was in the same vein as Beauty School Dropout. I guess. Are you going to continue to watch it? I think so. Yeah. For now. Okay. You know, we'll see how ridiculous it gets. (laughs) I like the principal. And she's supposed to be... The one from the movie. Yeah. Just in a different five years earlier or whatever, right? Right, right. Yep. What do you think of the the character that was supposed to... She wanted to be a T-bird? Uh-huh. And now she's a pink lady? Yes. Do you think she's too over the top? Again, if you go back and watch Grease... All those characters were over the top. Mm. Okay. I mean, Kinnicky, um, 
Oh, who's, I mean, they also all I mean, looked like they were in their 30s. Well, yeah. Just like Stalker Channing in the, in the original Grease. <laughs> the oldest living teenager. Well, I mean, she she was in, like, her late 20s, right? Who? Stalker Channing. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, they all have their quirks. They all have their, you know, there's the, there's the Asian girl that's the, like, the designer. fashion designer? Yeah. Yes. Who winds up in all the weird outfits and stuff. And It's interesting. Mm-hmm. I just don't know if we needed a, you know, a prequel to Grease. Yeah. I don't, you know, I think they're capitalizing on that. Their parents would have been fans of the first Grease movie. So they may introduce them to this story and then it becomes its own little girl power diatribe. Yeah, possibly. I mean, it's fun. It's harmless. (laughs) It's harmless. Um, I watched something new that you might be interested in. What? Netflix has a series called Florida Man. Really? And it's actually um, about a mob enforcer who um, gets tangled up in this whole thing with the his boss mobster's girlfriend and... Um, it's a really interesting, like, crime mystery story. Okay. But then in the background, they keep throwing out all of these Florida Man stories. So, like, in the first episode, Clark Gregg is in it, and he plays a an, an <laughs> off-duty cop who insists on taking his gun to Disney World. Oh. Okay. And there are things about, you know... Um, disposing of a body, chopping it up in multiple pieces, all kinds of weird shit like that. I'm like three episodes in. So is it an anthology or is it? No, no, no. no. It's okay. a, it's a linear story. Okay. It's a linear story. Do they actually shoot at Disney? Uh, I don't think so. Cause no. the background was really blurred out. Oh. <laughs> Might've been Gatorland. Probably. All right, I'll uh, add this to my list. Yeah, Anthony LaPaglia is in it, okay. and he was, like, almost unrecognizable. He's, like, big and fat and old. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he plays the Enforcer's dad, who's an ex-cop. Okay. Well, the Enforcer's an ex-cop, too. But, yeah, it's, it's I don't know, it's it's kind of in the vein of Poker Face. Okay where it's like the stories are all interconnected at some point, but there's so many twists um, that you really don't know who to believe. Okay. But I, I, I think you might like it. I think you should check it out. It's on Netflix. Yeah, I just added it to my list. Oh, there you go. I hear that the, the show that's like 
really big right now on there is called Beef. I heard that too. <clears throat> I heard that's really good. But doesn't it have Aquafina in it, or is it the other one, Ali Wong? Uh, that's it, this one's Ali Wong. It's Stephen Yun okay. and Ali Wong. Okay. They get you confused. They all look alike. Is that what you're trying to say? <laughs> They're just very similar they actresses. Are. Very similar stereotypical actresses. <laughs> Let's leave it at that. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah, there's a bunch of stuff on here that I need to get around to. Yeah. I went and watched every season of that show, The Lost Kingdom, or The Last Kingdom? The Last Kingdom. With John Larroquette? No. Oh. No, this was like a Viking show that oh, was on for okay. like five years that like yeah. I discovered during their second season, and like they had a finale, and now they just released like a movie? Oh, okay. And I was like, I thought we were done. But apparently not. It's never done, so Chris. I'll have to watch that, too. It's never done. How many episodes is Florida Man? Uh, eight, maybe? Um, uh, seven. Seven. Okay. Yep. Yep. Seven. Okay. <coughs> Since I finished Rebels, I need something new to watch. So. Check it out. I'll just go right up to that. Did you watch? Do you ever watch Clone Wars? I did. Okay. I did, and I watched. I watched. I actually watched Clone Wars with my kid. Um, when it. I think it was on Netflix at the time mm -hmm. and she fell in love with Ahsoka Tano so she, ah, okay. she was real into like watching it every day and um, I wound up watching like the seventh season the one that they had like just released on Disney Plus the lost season yeah whatever that was yeah where they went back and like they finished it all mm -hmm. um and I don't know if she's seen that because she's kind of past her Star Wars phase. Yeah. If it's not Japanese anime, she doesn't care. Yeah, so I think I've seen, with the exception of Resistance, I think I've seen all of the animated stuff. Yeah, I only watched a couple of episodes of Resistance. I couldn't get past the style of animation. No? No. Because <coughs> it's real cartoony, right? I mean, It's like... real cartoony, but it's 3D made to look 2D. Oh. Okay. So, yeah. So I've seen the Bad Batch, Clone Wars, Visions. I haven't seen any of the Lego stuff, and I don't think that counts. Uh, I've seen Tales of the Jedi. The original Clone Wars that was the 2D, like, six-minute episode ones that they originally did on, um, like, Cartoon Network. Okay. 
ton of Lego shit on here. Yeah. <clears throat> and it's all really silly. Yeah. The new Yoda Chronicles Escape from the Jedi Temple. It's mm. another Lego one. Maybe I should do a rewatch of Droids. Oh, there you go. I don't know if I could stomach that though. <clears throat> you know, I have an original animation cell from Droids. Do you? Yeah. It's a blue tentacle. <laughs> and the funny part was our our friend Dave yeah got a, this another cell in that series really yeah that's funny yeah <laughs> so droids has it's it's split up into two seasons the first season has 13 episodes season two has one <laughs> It must have been a special or something because season one episodes are 24 minutes. The season two episode is 48. Hmm. Maybe it was a wrap up. A huge evil droid ravages planet B2 and captures R2-D2 and C-3PO's new master, Mungo Bababa. Uh-huh. Baobab. Baobab? Jesus. Yeah, I think I'm going to skip droids. <laughs> you could rewatch the Ewok movies. Mm. Wilfred Brimley's greatest work. Mm. No, thanks. No? Yeah. All right. All right. I mean, I have them on DVD if I ever want to really watch them. Right. Did you see the um did you see the trailer for the next Muppet thing? The Muppet May the Mayhem? Yeah. Yeah. What'd you think of it? Um I'm, I'm yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm hoping it's good. You think they can turn those characters into something good? I don't know. That's what I'm hoping. <laughs> I saw it and I was like, meh, I don't know. I mean, I'll probably end up watching it just because I watched all the other stuff. Yeah. But I don't know. Like it just, it always seems like they're just reaching. Like we, we need to keep the IP alive. What are we going to do? Mm, yeah, I suppose. I do like the technology though where like they're actually up on stage like dancing and stuff. Yeah. But like and I know this is the Muppet brand, but all the like the cameos and stuff. Yeah. Is what makes me be like, 
Can we get away from this? They still don't know what to do with the Muppets. No. And, you know, they look at the Muppet show and they're like, oh, that that was all like guest stars and cameos and stuff. Right. And so they keep trying to redo that. But like. Like, you're not going to get me to watch it because like Tommy Lee is in it. And you're not going to get me to watch it because fucking Kevin Smith is in it. Like, it's just it's weird. Like Dead Mouse is in this. Yeah. And it's funny because Disney built a new back lot in California. Mm-hmm. It's like way out in the middle of nowhere. And um, if you've seen WandaVision, it was the town from WandaVision. Okay. And if you watch the Mayhem trailer, it's the back lot that they use for whatever town they're in here. Oh. And it's just like they didn't change anything. You can just tell that it's like the same back lot now. Huh. I don't know. Maybe this is the thing that'll catch fire. I hope you're right. I don't know if I agree with you, but Well, I mean they they don't know how to handle Kermit and Piggy. We saw that with the last reboot. Right. And it's just I mean it's kind of it is what it is and people who were fans don't want it to be anything else but those fans are dying yeah so it's you know it's like so who are you catering to you know it's another nostalgia case of trying to get parents who watch the original to get their kids into it <coughs> right and I think that's I think that's why you get the cameos of like Cheech and Chong and who else is in here? Weird Al and Kristen Shaw. And it's like, those are, those are people that like kids might know. And so like your kids know who Uh, weird Al or Cheech and Chong. They might know weird Al. Um, but like, um, well, see, I don't, that might be for the parents too. I don't know. Like Paula Abdul's in it. Kevin Smith. Um, Ben, is it Ben Schwartz? Is that the dude's name? Uh, Yes. Who played John Raffio? Yes. Yes. Yeah. He's in it. Chris Stapleton's in it. Yeah, I mean, there's a whole bunch of that. There's some black guy. Oh, that must be Lil Nas X. Maybe that's what they're they're kind of counting on is like, there's this mixture of cameos that like they think will draw people in. Yeah. I I I don't know. <laughs> At this point, the cameos just feel like gimmicks. But they always do. Yeah, well... It's like, what's his name is... um, In the in the Haunted Mansion one, the guy that was like... Will Arnett? Will Arnett, yeah. Like, that totally felt like a... Hey, it's Will Arnett. Everybody yeah. loves him. 
I I personally think that Danny Trejo has like this weird unrequited love for the Muppets. Yeah. And that like he'll do anything that they want him to do. Cause wasn't he in the Haunted Mansion one as well? Uh was he? I don't remember. I thought that he was in different Because, you know, he's... Or was he in the Muppet movie? Um, da, 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 da. Come on. Come on, IMDB. There you go. Um, he was in... He was in Muppet's Haunted Mansion. Okay. Um, my God, he he will do anything. Um, I thought he was in like the the Muppet movie where they introduce the new Muppet Walter Walter. Walter. Yeah, I never watched that. No, you've never heard the song Am I a Man or Am I a Muppet? I have. Oh, okay. I mean, I've seen some clips and stuff. Okay. Where Walter but, uh, turns into um, Jim Parsons? Yes. <laughs> when did those movies come out? His list is huge. Good God. Maybe, maybe, maybe that was the only Muppet thing he did. <coughs> um, all right, never mind. Fascinating show. You can just hear me scrolling through an internet movie database page. I mean, I wonder if they could actually get some legitimate A-list, A-list cameos. You know, Taylor Swift, Adele. If they had enough to... Um, uh, what am I trying to say? To get the clicks so that people would start watching it and it's like, oh, well, this was really popular. So, you know, let's do what we're doing <coughs> possibly but you know one of the things that has always fascinated me is even though Disney owns the rights to the Muppets when you see behind the scenes of like Jim Henson making like the, the Muppet movie it's very it's very obvious that like the Henson company never had a lot of money. Sure. They were always flying by the seat of their pants. Like it it was more about the content they were making than like the money that they were making. And I see interviews like um Adam Savage just did a couple of videos at the Henson place where he was looking at the new um like animation tools 
like the 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 puppet tools that like um for like the characters that are like full size characters yeah and so like they have the thing where they're they're their hand is in a in a contraption where like they're moving it like a puppet mouth mm-hmm. and like the the puppet head on the person is actually moving and doing whatever they're doing with the hands right and Brian Henson is there and he's making a point of being like you know we don't have a lot of money to work on these but we we refine them as we go right and it's like that's very sad to think that like the muppets are an american institution and it's always been like bubble gum and shoestrings and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's just, I don't know. I wish they had more money than that to make cool shit. Well, they, they need the viewers. Yeah. You know, if, Dark Crystal isn't getting viewers, then why would we put more money into it? If, you know, <laughs> trying to bring the Muppets into the, the new millennium and having them do little TikTok style videos isn't driving the 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 uh, the need to do more. Right. I mean, but he's the the Henson company themselves aren't making these, right? this new stuff. Oh, uh, well, I mean, the Henson company has been bought by Disney, but the hint, but, but like the Henson studios where like Brian Henson works. I think they still have a hand in it. Okay. But I mean, it's like any other small studio that gets taken over by a big conglomerate. You know, they're it's it's all bottom line at this point. They need to justify the expense. Right. And if you don't have the best writers and you don't have the best um, social media plan. Right. You know, it's hard. And I mean, it's not for lack of trying. I mean, they're definitely trying to step out of their comfort zone and do some different things. But, you know, the whole the (coughs) the the first reboot on Disney Plus where they were dealing with Kermit and Piggy's breakup and Kermit's got a new girlfriend. And it's kind of like so. But do we really need to know that much about their lives? Just just do something funny. Well, because they were trying to do something contemporary. Right. And I think that's the biggest drawback, is you try to go contemporary, and you fall on your face. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, the thing that I like about the new Magnum P.I. series is that it feels so much like the Tom Selleck version. Okay. And it's, it's updated... Higgins is a woman. Now Higgins and Magnum are are hooking up. Um, But TC's there. Rick's there. Um, It's just and it has the exact the exact same theme song. It's not like remixed. It's it's the exact same. Okay. 
And it's like, so you're hitting me with the nostalgia stuff, but you're hitting a new generation who are into, you know, all the procedurals, all this CSI and CIS. Right. SVU. M-O-U-S-E. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't know. I don't know if there's a way to update the Muppets in a way that makes them relevant and profitable. I don't know. That's a tough call. I love Muppets. I know you do. And again, I'll take bad Muppets over no Muppets. Sure. But well, just like bad, bad Star Wars over no Star Wars. Right. Exactly. So like, I'm glad that they're trying stuff, but it just, I don't, it never feels like it works. Yeah. And it always feels like, like that original, that, that whatever it was called, was it called Muppets tonight? When they brought it back with all the different guest stars. Well, the one where like, like Kermit had a new girlfriend. No, I don't, I'm not sure what that was called. Okay. Well, I mean, whatever that was like Muppets tonight was very much the old Muppet show formula. Okay. But when they, when they brought them back into that new format, like they, they were like shooting week to week and they were trying to change shit like midstream and like really kind of like fucked it up. Yeah. You know, cause I guess they were trying to be like edgy and like, you know, talk about shit that had happened the previous week or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, that version was called the Muppets the period. Mu- oh, okay. With a period. Oh, it's very important. The Muppets. Well, because you know, there's the Muppets. That was the movie with Jason Siegel. Yep. There's the Muppets. There's the Muppets and there's the Muppets. Period. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think one of the biggest problems, one of the big hurdles that they faced recently was that the guy doing Kermit just does not sound like Kermit. Yeah. All because the Steve Whitmer didn't want, I guess they were asking him to do stuff that he didn't think that um, Jim Henson would have, would approve of and that's why they fired him that's sad it is but like he stood his ground he wasn't like you know he was like fuck you yeah What the hell is the George Lucas talk show? A long-running cult talk show hosted by Connor Ratliff as George Lucas, his sidekick Watto, and his producer Patrick Contnor. The interview guests in a panel format on Planet Scum. (laughs) 
That's interesting. Uh, the current voice of Kermit is Matt Vogel. Yeah, he doesn't sound like Kermit. Yeah. Well, he does Kermit, he does Floyd, he does Big Bird, he does Uncle Deadly, he does The Count. Mm. He does Dr. Julia Strangepork. I mean, him, Steve Whitmer getting fired also, they also retired my favorite Muppet ever. And that was Rizzo. Yeah. I love Rizzo the Rat. Like, like the, the Christmas story stuff that he does. Mm-hmm. Or not Christmas story. Um, Chris, Muppet Christmas Carol. Yeah, Christmas Carol stuff. Where he, he forgets the bag on the other side of the gate. Mm-hmm. After he's jumped off the gate and like Gonzo has missed him, and then he forgets the the bag of jelly beans, and he goes back underneath and he comes back and and um, Gonzo's just staring at him. He's like, "What? You could fit under there this entire time?" Yeah, and Gonzo's just like, "You're such an idiot." <laughs> like those two were so good together. Mm-hmm. And now we'll never get Rizzo back. No. Instead, we get Peppy the Prawn. And I hate Peppy the Prawn. You do? I well, I like I like Peppy when he's with Seymour, the okay. elephant, because I think they worked well opposite each other. Okay. But yeah, Peppy alone is kind of annoying. Yes. Fucking Peppy. Good times. All right. I know it's getting late and I know you're tired. Do you have anything else for this week? Uh, no, I hit all my notes. Okay. <coughs> Let me cough one more time. All right. Well, <laughs> we'll if, fix that in post. Yeah. No, we won't. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, if you want to get in touch with us, you can always send us an email at info at dancemonkeypodcast.com. You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. Let us know you're listening. So until next week, this is Chris. This is John. Have a good week. I am Groot. (laughs) 